This is Mabra Radio, and I am your host, Rob Kelly. As endurance athletes, we know the feeling. You're in a race, you're training, you're pushing yourself near or above the limit, and you start to feel those legs burn. You start to feel the muscles giving out on you. What you're feeling is lactic acid, totally, completely natural byproduct of pushing yourself above your threshold. Lactic acid is one of the limiters in training and in racing and in human performance. It's well been known that products like bicarbonate buffer that acid, allow you to push harder, further, longer, but the means of getting sodium bicarbonate or bicarbonate into your system has often proven to be very challenging. In the past, the best way to do it was orally, and that is terrible on an athlete's stomach. Enter Amp Human and their marquee product, PR lotion. PR lotion is topical. It allows you to apply it directly to the skin and bypass the gastrointestinal system, thus decreasing the negative impact that had been experienced previously by athletes trying to ingest bicarbonate orally. In this episode, we sat down and talked with Jeff Byers, CEO of Amp Human, and Brad Huff, formerly Raleigh UHC and now Amp Human's marketing director to talk about why they started this company, how the product works, and how they view themselves as just athletes helping other athletes. Brad Huff and Jeff Byers, welcome to Marlboro Radio. How are you guys doing today? Doing great. Splendid. So, Brad, a lot of our listeners are uh, cycling-focused. So your name is a familiar name, years and years of, a, of an epic bike racing career, so why don't we switch first before going into you? Let's talk with Jeff Byers. Jeff, can you introduce yourself to our community? Uh, yeah, uh, Jeff Byers here, Brad Huff wannabe, um, pretend bike rider, formerly a professional football player. I played four years in the NFL, started a handful of games. That was back when I used to, when I ate another human being, I weighed about 310 um, back in my playing days um, and retired and picked up riding uh, riding bikes on skinny and fat tires. That's how I kind of got connected to to the one and only Brad Huff. I'm also the CEO of a of a really cool company that we we essentially beta launched into cycling. Uh, call it two years ago, uh, called Amp Human. We were formerly called Topical Edge. So, what is Amp Human? You're you're one of Mabra's sponsors. Thank you very very much for that. Can you tell us who and what is Amp Human? Yeah, uh, Amp Human. We're a, we're a science-based company. We we spun out of a, a larger privately held biotech who developed a really incredible uh, transdermal or topical technology um, that basically allows us to deliver things into the body in an unprecedented manner. There's about twenty million dollars of of research and R and D that went into that technology. Myself and my co-founder of Amp Human acquired the technology, spun it out, and formed Amp Human. Um, with the idea that the GI system is one of the limiting, biggest limiting factors in when we think about optimizing our body um, from a health, wellness, sports performance standpoint. We just aren't able to give our, our muscles and our body enough of what we need through the gut. Some, somewhat of our diet base, some, some of how we're just have evolved. Um, so really, Amp Human, we're a company striving to give the human body uh, a victory. And that's, that's kind of across the board from wellness um, to sport performance. But our first product is, is, 
is centered around sports uh, very, very heavily and, and has implications in sports. But we were excited about a, a great pipeline of products that are in development work right now, combining that technology we acquired, um, which is essentially a lotion. I want to talk with you, Jeff, about being an endurance athlete because, you know, 310 pounds uh, playing guard and center that's not the typical pedigree or, or body type for being an endurance athlete. How did you make that switch? The shift to being a cyclist, when I, when I knew I was done playing, um, I loved, uh, I grew up in, in the mountains in Colorado and grew up skiing, biking, hiking. Being big was hard for me. And I knew immediately that I had to, had to cut to get back to doing things that I loved. Um, and, you know, I lost, man, 70 pounds in two months. Um, and it wasn't on a bike. It was literally in a pool. Um, and I started swimming and it was, I'll call my first couple of weeks as not drowning, not, I'd not call it swimming. Um, because it was literally like, all right, I just got to get down and back and not drown in this pool. Um, <laughs> because it's such a different system, but really, right. I, I grew up riding bikes and, and love riding bikes. And I think what was really intriguing to me as an athlete, um, and at a really high level is, the ability to, to not just push the body, but push the mind. Um, so much o- about endurance sports and cycling is, is really about pushing that, pushing your mind uh, into places where it's uncomfortable and, and unique. I had a coach um, that preached, you got to learn to love to be uncomfortable. And I really think that any pro athlete in any sport loves that position loves to feel uncomfortable both mentally and physically and and endurance sports is something you can do for your whole life that challenges your mind and body and it was something for me that really filled a gap that right massive void when you retire from sports i played a game that uh that is unlike most that once you retire you never play again um it's not like i'm gonna go have a casual pickup tackle football game, um, nor do I ever want to, for that matter. Be, right, Brad will ride his bike till Brad can't ride his bike anymore. So it's really a unique, endurance is a unique sport because swimming or cycling is total non-impact. It's about that challenge and that physicality that's still there that exists. And on the bike, you can push yourself as hard as you want to, only you control the suffering that's out there. Nobody else does. So it's like, hey, if I want to go for an easy spin, I go for an easy spin. Or if I want to go thrash myself, that's up to you. And it's uh, that's what's really compelling to me. It's given me a great outlet to to still find and channel like this inner love of suffering that I developed being an athlete. Anyways, and, and early on, your dad is a cyclist too. My dad likes to ride bikes. Yeah, um, a lot. So probably more than us. I don't, if uh, I have this strange thing, like everybody's like, oh, you're a cyclist. It's like, oh, no, no, I ride my bike. Uh, Brad was a cyclist. You're a cyclist. Like, unless you're riding races, you're not like my mind. I'm just a bike rider. I like to ride my bike and try to tag along with people like Brad. It's also reconnecting with yourself, being able to, to disconnect from work, life and getting out on the bike, being in nature being able to reconnect with yourself and, and your desires and your goals of the day or, or the year and just being able to be in nature. Uh, it's just an amazing kind of access point that we have with a bike. Literally, you can go anywhere in the world uh, with a bike. So, Brad, um, switching to you a little bit here, is there life after pro cycling? Yeah. I mean, the, the great thing, like Jeff said, you know, with cycling, it's a lifelong sport. 
You know, you can, you know, I got in the sport because I love it. I am going to continue to stay in the sport because I love it. And the life after is you have a better appreciation for what the bike offers you and enables you to do. And I am still able to ride my bike all over the United States. Um, when I'm at events working with Ant Puman or seeing friends, uh, that I've made throughout the, my career. And so, uh, yes, bike is, there is life after, uh, the pro pro Peloton. And you're in Colorado now? Uh, I was in Colorado. I was in, in Cortez, Colorado, the home of Osprey and the Tomax. Uh, if anyone knows that name in the cycling world or the moto world. Uh, but I moved to uh, the Salt Lake Park City area um, down in Sugar House and uh, here with Amp Human. So I'm really excited about it. And that's where Amp Human is based? We just moved here last September from Thousand Oaks area and uh, the offices are up in uh, Park City. Yeah. Well, that's got to be a little bit cheaper by square foot than Thousand Oaks. Yeah, uh, yeah uh, it's crazy to think that being in Park City is uh, is a deal. Yeah, um, but uh, I don't SoCal. Uh, I don't think compared to Cortez, Colorado, it's it's quite the deal. Uh, but compared to SoCal, it definitely is. So, Brad, you 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 had by any intent, you know, an incredible career. Um, raced for three very powerful, very long-term teams and in, you know, Slipstream, Jelly Belly and Optum, Kelly Benefits, what ended up becoming Raleigh UHC. Mm-hmm. You know, how did you get into bike racing? Oh, I got into cycling uh, in high school to get more endurance for track and field. Uh, and then I really wasn't good enough to be an NCAA athlete, like, like somebody over here that was a two-time captain at USC and a national champion and has more rings uh, than he has fingers, I think. But I got into cycling because I loved it and was able to just ride from my house and go anywhere. And I was on uh, some big teams throughout the years. Yeah, I'm fortunate to have been, been there at the right time uh, to get into the sport. Well, talk about being out there at the right time. You know, 2016, 10 years into, you know, a, a professional career, you pull on the Stars and Stripes jersey, national criterion champion. My, my second U.S. Pro crit jersey. Uh, my, oh. first one, my first one was in 2006. So uh, I 10 years apart from my, my first and my second U.S. Pro crit championship. And then before that was uh, 2005, I won the Elite. Um, so I, I had uh, a very long career um, in between those two, two big results. Did you know Brad's a world medalist? Probably not. No, no I did not. Tell us about that, Brad. Uh, on the velodrome 2007, uh, for, it was the first year of the Omnium. Uh, it was in Majorca and I got a bronze medal in that. Uh, it was a tough, tough, uh, doing, but I, I was able to get a bronze medal in the, at the world championship. So yes, I am a world's medalist. That had to be a super hardship racing in Majorca. Uh, it was beautiful. It's, it was amazing. It was the first event that was held at the, at the Majorcan velodrome, uh, it was amazing, uh, but it was uh, it took a lot of tenacity to make it to there and to get the medal. You obviously had a bunch of successes and a bunch of races that you can think fondly back on. You know, tell us about one of them, whatever one sticks out in your mind right now. 2007 Crit National Championships, Downer Grove, uh, my chain fell off going in, into the last corner, and I virtually went from a good chance of winning the race to 
I walked across the finish line or coasted, um, you know, as I put my chain back on that one, what really sets with me, um, of one of those, what ifs, but you know what, that's, that's how my cards were played. And, uh, the better athlete won that day. Who won that day? Uh, Rasan Bahati, I believe. When did you know it was time for you to, to pack it in? When did you know it was time to retire? I, I, I could feel it coming, uh, because the Peloton, the level of the playing field has risen exponentially over the last well, 10 years, but definitely in the last five years, uh, that accessibility to better coaching wattage meters, better athletes being drawn to the sport. The athletes that are involved, male and female have risen the sport to another level. And my physiology wasn't able to keep up as best as it used to. Uh, and so I was at cascade classic a year or two ago. It was one of the final days, uh, and or one of the big climbing days and I get dropped, which normally happened. Uh, but I look up and there's still like a hundred and some guys in the group and I'm dropping. I'm like, what is happening here? What is going on? And I was like, you know what? It's probably time to start thinking about moving on. Uh, uh, the, the kind of the, the neat story with my career is uh, my first international race, UCI race was at Tour of Hokkaido, Tour of Hokkaido in 1999. I was on the national team. Uh, first stage, get dropped. I end up in the broom wagon. I don't know why I'm in the broom wagon because I'm so new. I don't know even know what the broom wagon, wagon is. Fast forward to 2018, my last UCI race, Tour of Germany. It's a world tour race. Three days into it, I get dropped. I know why I get dropped. Uh, and I tell myself, okay, if I can't see him over this next rise, I'm going to call it. And I, I see you get over the next rise and they are gone. And so I end up in the broom wagon. So it was kind of a bookend, broom wagon, broom wagon, kind of a good way to start and finish, to learn a lot. So which kind of talks about my career, which was not giving up, uh, but kind of like, even though I did give up and get the broom wagon that last day. Um, but that's kind of where I was like, you know what? It's time. It's time to move on. So you you decide last, last year was your last year. The Gateway Cup, great race uh, series in St. Louis was your last race weekend. Um, you know, you're, you're a Missouri guy. So talk to us about what it was like racing those last four races. Uh, it was amazing. Cause I had the national criterium national champion there with me, Ty Magner, who had just recently won, uh, the national championship. And I was part of the t- team that helped him win that. And then being there with Ty, being there around all my friends, shaking hands, seeing all the people that I grew up racing with. Uh, it was very special helping. I mean, Ty won three of the four days. Uh, and I was able to be a huge part of that and even got on the podium the last day with him, uh, it, it was able to finish it off the way I, I loved and lived my career, which was, was being a consummate uh, teammate, you know, being selfless. Uh, and I really did my best to instill that in all my, all my teammates and helping them see that and the importance of that. And so being back in Missouri, all those people that helped me make it through my career and be in the career, uh, was an amazing ending. But now it's nine to five time. Nine to five time. Just getting nine getting, to five. Just, Brad, just, I wish just, I could get Brad to work nine to just five. Grinding me to the bone. There's Brad, not much left, but he's trying to get whatever he can out of me. Brad's got real low bone density. Yeah. So it's easier to grind yeah. those. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm make, making them run hills and get strong. Right. Right. What's it like working for a company like Amp Human? It's incredible because I'm able, able to leverage my past, le- leverage my athletic career. Uh, connecting with those friends throughout uh, the years to help them better their lives, better their performances. Uh, and, you know, 
kind of like to say that we're athletes helping athletes, which is a very comfortable realm for me. Uh, you know, if I had to go in and work in a true nine to five, uh, wearing a suit and tie, I don't know. I don't know if I'd, if I'd survive that and being here with Jeff, you know, another, uh, higher level professional athlete, it's, it's very comforting and reassuring on, on moving forward with them. So it helps it. Yeah. Brad, uh, Brad wearing a suit and tie is a scary, yeah. scary, yeah. scary thought. Cause it's, cause it's denim. And that's, I mean, that's all I you know. Canadian tuxedo is all I wear. The bandana, does the bandana come oh, in with a suit and tie? Yeah. You gotta, you gotta spruce it up a little bit. Jeez. So Jeff, switching back to you, let's talk about PR lotion. Let's talk about AMP. I was personally first introduced to AMP about two years ago by coach Adam Mills from Source Endurance. He was talking about this crazy new product that he had gotten his hands on and he was all in favor of. And so he says, hey, Rob, why don't you try this? Give, give it a shot. I know the science. Sodium bicarbonate, it's a huge benefit to buffering and lactic acid, but it's tough on the stomach. Yeah, uh, good question and a long, long answer. So like we talked about earlier, what really makes what really makes what we're doing special is the technology behind it, um, and really, really simply, right? It's a delivery technology that allows us to encapsulate molecules uh, in in fat bubbles. Founder and CEO of the biotech we spun this this product and and amp human out of. Um, he's a biophysical chemist and understood right the basic chemistry that happens in our muscle. Um, and was like, oh, I got this crazy idea. What if we can deliver not And he's an athlete. And he's an athlete. He was an NCAA yeah. football, football player. Football player. And then he's qualified for Boston a handful of times. He's an endurance athlete now, so which is pretty good. Athletes uh, helping athletes. Athletes helping athletes. And he's just like, hey, I developed this crazy technology. What if we can use it outside of medicine? And his mind went to bicarb for some godforsaken reason um, because – Who's heard of bicarb? Nobody, because it's never been practical for athletes to use. But when he was telling me, like, hey, I think we could get bicarb into the body and make it practical, I was like, what the heck is bicarb? Um, right? Because I'd never heard of it. I'm like elite, smart athlete. Um, and it was, nope. And so he had to walk me through the whole process. But really, the basics are like, Bicarb is an electrolyte. It's an electrolyte nobody's heard about, right? It's critical to our muscle function. And why has nobody heard about bicarb as an electrolyte it's because the it's really really tough on the gut right it's naturally produced in our pancreas right and the role of bicarbonate in our in our muscles and cells is to help regulate acid we all know when we work out what do we do we produce a ton of acid that acid creates right the fatigue the ultimate uh, our our ability to push past a threshold multiple times but also the ability to maintain a threshold right is is that ability to regulate that acid um, and number two, the acid has, has uh, some damaging effect on the muscle. So by giving yourself a very simple electrolyte um, and giving it to your muscle, you're able to go a little harder, push your threshold, and you're able to recover faster. It's really, really fascinating. And it's the basic chemistry of the body. It works for whether right you're a 60-year-old or you're Brad Huff winning national championships because acid is a byproduct of energy production. It just is like we produce tons of acid. We're producing acid as we sit here and talk. Our body has enough bicarbonate to continue to buffer that acid. Um, but once you get to threshold, like I said, or you're pushing yourself, your body no longer has the ability to bond 
acid with bicarbonate and thus regulate it because it's never practical. Nobody's like, let me chug this, like this bicarb electrolyte. Speaking of chugging, a little birdie told us a certain uh, Tour de France champion, Olympic gold medalist, uh, when he had his best season, uh, was figured out the ratios of bicarb that he had to chug, which was pretty disgusting. Uh, Brad Wiggins. Uh, but, you know, you're able to really get the most out of your body when you're able to figure out the ratios and we've done that for you. Yeah, bicarbonate, it's, it's an essential electrolyte. It is, just like potassium, just like salt, just like magnesium, right? Their role is to help the muscle fire effectively, right? And pH, right? Bicarbonate helps that muscle. Really. And, anyways, we, yeah. we, we've got a really incredible science board we're putting together from, you know, heads of Nike high performance and, and other researchers in the world that are that are the best at what they do that that's really said, okay, how do we talk about what we're doing and why is it so important? And it's, well, bicarb is an electrolyte. Why, why, would, why wouldn't you give yourself more electrolyte? It comes down to grit. This guy has more grit than any pro cyclist thinks he has or she. It's pretty incredible. And that's the realm. That's what he brings to the table. I, I, what makes me passionate about Amp Human is, A, the ability to create something that has never been done before, right? We're doing something that, right, a lot of people call BS really, really quick. That's very compelling. But it's about how do you do something different and give a win to the human body while being around people that you love to be around and doing things you love to be, right? We're based in Park City because my co-founder and I, we love to be outdoors. We love the mountains. We love the energy, the community that that, that invokes. Um, and we love the fact that we're in sports, right? Obviously, I was an athlete. And, and to me, launching a new technology, not just a product, made so much sense in sports because it's who I am. It's who Brad is. It's who our team is. Everybody has some string to athletics, whether they were in sports science or, right, they played, we have a pro hockey player on our, on our team to elite skiers, et cetera, that it really binds people together. And it's how do we do something so unique and give a win um, to what we do and surround ourselves by really like-minded people from athletes uh, to just weekend warriors who, who are passionate about maximizing themselves. Anyways, I, so, so who's your target demo? You know, what's, what's the limit on this product? Um, so, Everybody. so the limit on PR lotion, um, right. It's definitely an athlete, athlete focused product. Um, but we're really lucky. We, uh, like we, we sell to NFL teams, right. The two teams that were in the big show are two big customers of ours, NHL teams, NBA teams, like we sell across sport um, really, really pretty effectively. Because Premier League. Premier, I, I, it's pretty incredible. Um, but so elite sport has been the easiest to get to adopt because they understand science and they can look under the hood and get what we're doing. But then you go down, and I would say anybody who's a weekend warrior or above is really our target market, right? If you're going out and pushing yourself, whether it's on the, on the mountain skiing or on the bike, and you're trying to maximize that day, um, it's really important. I, I think of us having four different consumer segments. The first is this, this dr dr drive to win, right? That's the Brad Huffs of the world. Like, I want to win, and I'm going to maximize my body to win. The, the second is this 
I want to maximize my training. I want to do more. I want to better myself. The third is I want to endure. And endure is a nice way of saying I want to survive. So like I'm doing my first half marathon or my first marathon or my first century, century, whatever it may be. Like I want to survive. And then this fourth component that's really unique is this component around experience. And we see this a lot in mountain sports where it's like people love PR because it allows them to just enjoy what they're doing more time on the mountain more More time time on the trail more more miles in a day more doing what you love yeah um so really pr lotion is that the technology is really fascinating because it has implications across across humans and the gut is a limiting factor not only in sports but when we think about vitamin d deficiency or other minerals and things like that that are really critical to to the, the human well-being um, that we can say, what are our next products and how are we affecting not just sports performance? It's really cool to make, you know, give, give muscles more of what they need to go fast on a bike or on a field. But it's really, really fascinating to me if we can leverage the success and the technology there to impact wellness, um, right, of humans. And that, I think, is really the long-term approach to us is win in athletics, win at the top of the pyramid, and then transition into other products using the same technology, continuing to collect science and data on what we're doing and launch other products that, that are much more human focused and not athlete. Overall health, which leads to a better, better day, better performance in yeah. just your daily activities. Yeah. Dispel the skeptics about, about sodium bicarbonate and about, about, you know, AMP human performance PR lotion. Yeah, well, if anybody doesn't uh, believe in sodium bicarbonate or bicarbonate, uh, they're in the Stone Ages. Uh, bicarbonate has massive amounts of, uh, of data and research behind it. it. Now, the real question is, can you get it in the skin? Um, right? We know it's not practical via the gut. And we've done a handful of clinical trials. One's been peer-reviewed, published, presented, American College of Sports Medicine, which is the elite um, sports med um, conference as well as their journal, the MSSE, is is very premier as well. That uh, that basically shows our ability to shift lactate, and that ability to shift lactate is indicative of being able to change a hydrogen ion's acid in the muscle. The best teams in the world don't use and buy products that are BS, right? Um, we do have uh, more data that we based upon the technology that is not public information that we hold very tight to our chest because like I said, we spun out of a biotech that invested a lot of money into this technology. So we're really focused on winning the leap, the top of the pyramid, that validation trickles down. With data. With data. And that validation trickles down. So we always say, use it. Um, Don't use it once. Placebo effect is real both ways. Um, And you know, we continue to collect data, work with the world's best, um, right? We have, we, like I said, we've just put together a science, scientific and research advisory board um, that will all be very public about their, uh, their backing of our technology and our company. And it is literally take eight of the top 50 people in sports science in the world. And it's, it's really, really compelling. Um, and those people... Um, are going to be critical to continue to drive our success, our research, as well as sway the naysayers. They are the hammer that will drive the final nail in the coffin. Yeah. And so AMP Human, when I started using it, it was called Topical Edge. You make a change for the name. Why the name change? 
Oh my God. Uh, why not the name change and why not sooner? First off, people started calling me Tropical Jeff um, and that was horrendous. Topical Edge was a legacy name that the, the founder and CEO of the biotech and I uh, thought of probably over a beer or way too much coffee or, or a combination of the both. Uh, people actually call you the wrong thing. They call you Tropical Edge and like your name is confusing the public and you have your loyal brand ambassadors. It's crazy. Like people who know me and use the product are like, dude, this is a guy who makes tropical edge. And I'm like, what? Like, dude, we're topical edge. He's like, really? And it's like, yeah, we're top. Anyways, needed a change for that sense. But we also really wanted to take a step back and say, we have a technology. We're not going to launch a bunch of, a bunch of products under the name topical edge right? Topical Edge was like the name of a product, really. So how do we take a step back and say, let's build a company um, that we can launch multiple products underneath. And that's how we said, okay, what are we? Amp Human. Um, and we've taken, you know, kind of a spin on, on certain things, but Amp Human is, is our company's name. PR Lotion is the product. Um, but we will launch multiple products using this technology and maybe in 15 years we have new technology doing new things in human optimization. What's next? Uh, you know, tease. In R&D and, and in early stage clinical, we have a, a topical vitamin D, we have a topical glucose and a topical creatine that we're working on. Really early, some of them might work, uh, some of them might not not um we are in early clinical right we're not putting something on market that's not doesn't have clinical evidence behind it so um it's it's an interesting store interesting time where we're actively thinking about developing new products and what's next after those and what's most compelling to our athletes and that's why we have this scientific advisory council coming on board um is to help us think about what problems should we be solving and what products should be next both for endurance athletes, but non-endurance athletes as well. Um, and just a general formula of PR lotion that is way more, uh, way prettier, if that's proper English, yeah. than the current honey mustard that we have in our glorious tubes. Q3 of this year-ish, uh, depending upon... Maybe how, a Christmas present. Maybe a Christmas present. But uh, uh, we've worked really hard to clean up uh, some of the ugliness of our, of our formula. I mean, as you can tell, you know, w winning isn't always pretty. So, uh, yeah, it is. You know? We've cleaned up a lot of the, uh, the viscous greasiness of the product, and it, it goes on much more like a sunscreen would. Um, but we are still in scale-up of that right now. Um, and assuming everything goes right, we should... I would expect just in time for winter to hit DC. Swift is never going to be the same. So let's go to the mailbag here. Questions uh, to mobberadio at gmail.com. Uh, Brad, Jeff, whichever one, jump in. Uh, sunscreen on top or underneath your PR lotion? I like to put on PR lotion first. Wait a while. You can use the spray. So on top or it's, it's pretty viscous, you know, like we said. So the best thing is put it on. Uh, let it be on there for about 30 minutes and then wipe off the area we're really wanting some sunscreen on and you still have the bicarb absorbed in. 
Uh, number two, getting it in your clothes. So leg warmers, knee warmers. How Not do you do that? I mean, you, you, put, you sweat all over your, your chamois and everything else. And it's the same way. Throw it in the, uh, in the laundry, in the dishwasher. Or dishwasher. Dishwasher. Brad, yeah. Brad puts his kits in the dishwasher. No. The secret, laundry machine. Secret to keeping the chamois nice. No, no. Yeah, throw it in the dishwasher, uh, in the laundry machine, and it washes right out. Question number three. Before or after the workout, is there value to using PR lotion before or after? The magic, the magic is really before, right? If you're going to choose, always do it before because we're actually able to pull those hydrogen ions off the muscle um, and, and affect performance and recovery. Now, there's not to complicate the story, but a lot of people use it post as a boost to recovery as you can imagine you're still highly acidic post a really hard workout, um, but it's really designed to be used as a pre-workout. The sports lotion you apply before you work out. Um, and as we know, if you've used it, it's not super pretty. Um, so it's not always the easiest thing to put on post-workout either. Exactly. That's why um, a lot of the athletes that are like, oh, I don't want to, I want to put it on because I don't want it to affect my workouts. They're worried about it. They're skeptical. They do it afterwards. And once they do it afterwards, they're like very surprised. Like, oh my gosh, this helped my recovery tenfold. Uh, that's how Ty Magner started using it. He used it after. And then af after he started realizing how fast he was recovering, he's like, all right, Brad, fine. I'll put it on before the rides. Like you told me to, we'll see what happens. And now he doesn't ride without it. How much? As much skin as you can cover. If Yeah, it, it is totally dose dependent. We do know that. If you can't visibly see it on your skin, you're not putting enough on. Right. Cyclist endurance athletes are notoriously cheap. And they're like, I'll just use a little bit over here. You want to lather your quads, hamstrings, calves, and glutes, and you'll be good. How long before my workout should I put PR lotion on? 30 minutes, it's fully absorbed. It'll last three to five hours, so it'll last any workout. Okay, well, guys, thank you so much for being on Mobber Radio. Thanks, guys. Thanks thank for you. having us a part of the team. Yeah, thank you. It's an honor. Thanks, everybody, for joining us this week again here on Mobber Radio. If you want to learn more about Amp Human, please visit their website, amphuman.com. Follow them on Instagram, at AmpHuman. Remember to like, share, subscribe this podcast. It's available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or anywhere you get your podcast. I'll be out there this weekend at Tour of Page County and next weekend at the uh, Bunny Hop and also the new Flower Mart Criterium with free samples of AMP. So find me, stalk me down. I'll give you some AMP for you to try yourself. Very excited about next week's show. It's taken a long time to get her to come on, but we're really excited to have Angela Parada, the legend herself, from Total Civil Construction, presented by Batley Harley-Davidson. So please tune in next Thursday for the next episode of Mobber Radio. Until then, have fun out there on MacArthur Boulevard. MacArthur Boulevard.